Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm practically perfect in every way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And this episode is sponsored by Mackenzie Scott. Thank you, Mackenzie. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 30 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Pensieve. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to weasel your way into the details. Okay, Uh, Kate. It's yellow. Katie, listen. (laughs) This has been the super sweaty episode. (laughs) Let's keep going. Okay. All right. So Harry hears a quiet little voice in his ear. Uh, saying, I think, Harry, it's time to return to my office. So he looks over, and there's an Albus Dumbledore sitting on his right, watching Crouch's son being dragged away, screaming by the Dementors. And then there's an Albus Dumbledore on his left, looking right at him. So Harry knows it's not just memory Dumbledores. Like, this is is the real dude. So the two of them leave the memory together, and it feels like doing a slow-motion somersault. I would not enjoy that. And Harry instantly goes into, like, apology mode. (laughs) He's like, I know I shouldn't have. I didn't mean to. But the cabinet door was, like, sort of open. So. (laughs) (laughs) It said, like, yo, Harry, touch me. Okay. Right. Like, he couldn't. He couldn't help himself. But Dumbledore doesn't even seem, like, halfway bothered. Um, He just says, like, he understands. And he tells Harry to just join him at his desk. I feel like he tells him this because he and Harry are so alike. Like, I feel like young Dumbledore. A Yumbledore. But young Bulldore, super young, would have done the same and probably did the same. I'm really sorry, but I need to go back. Oh. I need to go back really oh. quick because oh. in the chat, Tam okay. blew my mind. What did she say? Maybe Crouch's mom was secretly on Voldemort's side. Boom. 
I think that that might be legit. A little bit of a sympathizer there. A little bit of under the radar kind of dealy. A little bit of feeding (gasps) you ministry information from her husband. Maybe they have such a not great relationship that she is like completely like, I hate him, her husband. So she's going to be completely opposite of him and go and be like, moldy voldy. Here's my kid. Let's go find you. What? Yep, 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 yep. I'm I, Are you headcanoning that? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. I'm Dear here Joe. That's dark and twisty. I like it. Mm. I mm. think mm. I... Th- mm. Yeah, that's headcanon mm. for me. You just feel like they don't have a good relationship. Mm. Straight up. Yeah. Like... No. Well, let's be you honest. I mean? He's not a great communicator, so that's the foundation of any relationship is communication. Communication. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, peeps. That's that's the foundation. Stop doing robot arms. It's the best. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> But I always lift them up and my ar- hands are always by my arms. Sometimes she does like the little teapot thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little teapot short and stout. Here's my handle. Here's my... Nope. The, no. You have two handles. You're a sugar bowl. I know. <laughs> I'm a sugar bowl. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's like, hey, I'm a sugar bowl. <laughs> you, if I get... No. No. <laughs> no. Okay, back to Katie. Yeah, Sorry. Katie, go. So Harry's like, so what is that stone basin-y thing anyway? And the contents are like all back to normal. They're still white again. So we learn that this is a pensieve. So mm. quote from Dumbledore, I sometimes find, and I'm sure you know the feeling, that I simply have too many thoughts and memories crammed into my mind. Yes. Bless. Preach. <laughs> At these times, I use the pensieve. One simply siphons the essex excess thoughts from one's mind pours them into the basin and examines them at one's leisure it becomes easier to spot patterns and links when they are in this form imagine like a police department or detective apartment having something like this it'd be like one of those shows where like the person can like see into the past or the future you know what i mean what if you could like extract the thoughts from dead people that'd be pretty cool so you could see like if someone was murdered you could see their last whoa whoa wow whoa whoa So there is some writing. Oh, I'm using the wrong mouse. I do that all the time. <laughs> there is some writing um, from Joe about the pen seed. Hold on. Before you start, the, Bev said some really sad things in the chat. Go for I it. I wish the Longbottoms or the Potters had one. Then Harry and Neville could visit their parents. Bev, why do you have to do that? Bev. <laughs> that literally makes you want to cry a little bit. So let's move on My to Katie talking heart. about pen Gosh. I like how Snape says pensive in the last movie. He's like, take these to the pensive. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like the saddest moment. (laughs) I just wish you could see the way Ben did that. She like arched her neck up, closed her eyes. She got real into it. Take take these to to the the pensive. No, he says pensive. 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 Let Katie read. Let Katie take them. Actually, that and makes me sad. It's Harry, so sad. Like, like, it's not from your nose. My eyes up. might be watering right now because I was like, take them. And then I was going to be like, and then he dies. <laughs> Very viciously. I want to talk about the fact that I made Megan cry last night at dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, another time. Because this, this is why we're not getting ice cream. We're getting ice cream. I cried because of Stranger Things, okay? Okay, we're not going to talk about that. No, Because that's not this podcast. Spoiler alerts. Odd stuff. No spoiler what? alerts. Okay, Katie, go. Okay. So I'm just going to pull some things from this, and then we'll post the link as we always do. But okay. um, I didn't realize that... So apparently pensives are rare, which that's not what I didn't realize. But because they're only really used by most advanced wizards... And because most of the majority of wizard kind is afraid of using them. Mm. Well, because anybody can look at them. Exactly. Which 
questions huh. why would Dumbledore have one if he's so private? It's kind of like, did you hear what I said earlier? Because is, I don't know if this is, is the cabinet right. cracked on purpose. True. I but think for I, anybody to come in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I think it's just because he has to research so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This He's is got the, a mission, man. Yeah. This is the only way for him to really dive into certain stories and mm-hmm. understand everything that happened. Because even whenever you put your own memories in there, you can like look around the memory and notice things that you wouldn't have noticed in that moment. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is just necessary for him to get all of the information he needs to overtake Voldemort. And sometimes what you really truly need when you're thinking like of a situation or thinking back like a detective would, you need to think of it from a different perspective. So if you're thinking and you're seeing it as your own memory, but you can kind of see everything around to get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it from all aspects. You yeah. know what's interesting to me is that it's Dumbledore's memory. However... You're like in a camera at the upper corner of the room. You know I, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing. That's how all of the memories are, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think about the is that memory just like wizard like, memory? I think maybe, yeah. Because I or it's just how the how the, the how the memories conceive works. <laughs> yeah, I think that like think of um, Slughorn's memory. Like whenever you are in Slughorn's memory with Voldemort, like you're just in it. You're it's like not, a TV it's not show. Like, yeah, it's not like you're Slughorn and you're mm-hmm. like yeah. you know you're mm-hmm. just watching it. Mm-hmm. But maybe like say. Um, like take take that for instance, like him and him and Voldemort are in like whatever a classroom, and think like if if he never looked behind him, so you don't ever get to see. But like if you looked around the room, your brain remembers it. You get that made no sense. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, okay, sure. Go on, Katie. Talk about some stuff. Um, <laughs> apparently, traditionally, pensieves are also like the like a wizard's wand is buried with them. Because it's considered like a very personal artifact. So unless otherwise stated or requested by the witch or wizard, the memories inside the pensieve are left there and buried with them. (gasps) But what? Didn't Harry use the Hogwarts pensieve, however, belongs not to any individual, but to the school. Thank you. It has been used by a long line of headmasters and headmistresses who have also left behind their life experience in the form of memories. Those are the vials. Oh, very cool. I like that. Just all Dumbledores. That's neat. This forms an invaluable library of reference for the headmaster or headmistress of the day. Think about like, you know, events like the Chamber of Secrets or something. Mm. You could go back to those memories from the past and understand what happened Mm. and like remember Mm. everything. Chamber of Secrets round two. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so the Hogwarts pensieve is made of ornately carved stone and is engraved with modified Saxon runes, mm. which mark it as an artifact of immense antiquity that predates the creation of the school. Wow. One legend says that the founders discovered the pensieve half buried in the ground on the very spot that they decided to erect their school. Oh, that's Shut nice. the so front cool. door. Do you think they have memories in there? Oh. oh. <laughs> what so if that's what the TV cool. series is about? <laughs> memories I, all along the I, I would love a Founders series, just saying. That'd be pretty cool. They That'd be found awesome. In the Hogwarts. That's like the second most requested thing behind the Marauders is a Founders story. Trying to so. catch me riding Tiffany's <laughs> That would make my little heart sing. Yeah, that would be really cool. Honestly, Ooh, though. Make my heart sing. As much as I want, like. A series. I need some books. Too. Yes, yes. I like books. I like books. I, don't I like know how to read. read, dude. And you know what? I love Kate. That this comes from Joe. Mm-hmm. I'll round out um, her section uh, about the pensive. With the name pensive as a homonym of pensive, 
meaning deeply, mm. seriously thoughtful, but it's also a pun on the sieve part of the word, alluding to the object's function of sorting meanings from a mass of thoughts. Or mm. Sorting, yes. Mm. Katie. Yes. It's pun sieve. Pun sieve. Thank you. Excuse me. So Harry's like, wait, that stuff in there is your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel is like how any of us make you react. feel dirty. I was in your brain juice. What? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, no, that's gross. Stop. <laughs> no. So Dumbledore demonstrates for him. He puts the tip of his wand near his temple. And when he pulls it away, at first Harry thinks that just like some of his silvery hair was clinging to it. But then he realizes, no, it's a glistening strand of the same like silver white stuff that's in the pensive. Um, So Dumbledore adds it to the basin and Harry sees his own face swimming at the surface. So Dumbledore swirls the bowl like he's panning for gold. And Harry's face changes to Snape. And we hear Snape saying, it's coming back. Karkaroff's too strong and clearer than ever. So we get a little glimpse here into like some Dumbledore Snape secret conversation Mm -hmm. of them like discussing like, oh my God, like, do I have to be a double agent again? Like he's coming back. I don't know. I think Snape is terrified. I would would be too. You know, probably why he's so mean. At this point. Yeah, probably. Well, and I think doesn't help. With um, Karkaroff coming around and being like, we need to talk about this because most of the students, if not all of them, don't know that he was a Death Eater. Snape, you know, mm-hmm. so he probably doesn't want that mm-hmm. known. Doesn't yeah. want that to be public, more public knowledge than it already is, you know. Yeah. So Dumbledore explains that when he was using the Pensieve. Um, Pensieve. That's Shh. when Fudge Seriously? came in. You're not getting ice cream now. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> That's when Fudge came in and he put it away hastily and he's like, naturally it would have attracted your attention. So, first of all, he knows Harry's nosy. So, if he did intend for him to see these things, I, I can get on he board did. with that. He did. Yeah. So, Dumbledore seems very preoccupied. He keeps prodding the basin with his wand and a plump scowling witch of about 16 comes out of it and we hear her say, he put a hex on me, Professor Dumbledore, and I was only teasing him, sir. I only said I'd seen him kissing Florence! Behind the greenhouse. Don't talk about me, all right. (laughs) You was that Bertha? Was that you? It was Bertha. I might have been snogging someone. It's none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) So Dumbledore asked sadly to himself, "But why, Bertha? Why? Why did you have to follow him in the first place?" So yes, that is Bertha Jorgens. We see a little bit of her personality there. All I'm gonna say is that I'm single and I'm allowed (laughs) to snog whoever I want. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, you are. So I think this is an important sort of Harry moment. Mm. So there's light. The light coming from the pensive is striking Dumbledore in such a way that Harry just has this moment where he's suddenly struck by how very old Dumbledore looks. Mm. And <laughs> it kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> well, That's he, like, stress, man. He knows that he's getting on in, in years, but he had honestly never thought of Dumbledore as an old man. I mean, he it's one of his heroes like he looks up to him you know from day one he feels calm with Dumbledore like in the room talking to everybody with the first feast and everything you know relate this to like a real life experience of mine like when you see people who are like superhero-esque to you in your life they're so strong you know they've always been there and then you look at them and you can see that they're aging or ailing or maybe they pass like it's hard. kind of like it's di- mm. it's a disbelief. It's hard. It's super difficult, and I think Harry's having one of those moments. Yeah, like realizes that he's an actual like dude. You know, not yeah. Just, like, he's not like this godlike yeah. figure that everybody in the Wizarding World makes yeah. him out to be. Most yeah. of yeah. them, right? Right. Yeah. Like I know for me, when I used to. <laughs> 
Um, sometimes it's like hard to remember that teacher, like your teachers growing up are like actual humans, you know, mm-hmm. like I used to think that they like never left school. Like they, they so many there. of my kids never aged, think that they you know, yeah. yeah, some people, teachers look like they never aged <laughs> or they're just, like just a- stuck in that. Like, you know, you've got that one teacher that like same vest. Well, fun, fun <laughs> fact. So I had a funeral to go to today and one of the priests there, I was like, Mom, is that the guy that baptized, like, my cousins? And the oldest one is 16. She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, he was old then. Like, he must be in his 90s. Like, he's and he's such a nice guy. He's such a nice. Yeah. But it was just, like, funny. I was like, oh, my God. He's still alive. It was crazy. I think it's just, like, a coming of age thing for Harry, too. Like, you do hit that point where you're like, oh, like, my the adults in my life are not immortal like mm-hmm. they're aging mm-hmm. you don't think of yourself as aging because you're so young but then like you just see it one day yeah 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 well and maybe this is kind of like a little bit of a short a foreshadowing to like he's realizing you know that he not only is Dumbledore's old and he's gonna die one day sooner than he probably thinks but like so is a lot of other people yeah death man yeah it's sad it is but to cheer this up, I like yeah. this Dumbledore <laughs> Sorry. quote. <laughs> he says, so Harry, before you got lost in my thoughts, <laughs> you wanted <laughs> to tell me something. So Harry, um, just to uh, Capri, tells him all about falling You're asleep welcome. in divination and all about the dream. I like that, especially because we know in five, he doesn't get this relationship with Dumbledore. So I like that he has this moment where he can just, mm-hmm. just talk it all out with him. Um, so... Voldemort got a letter from an owl. It was Wormtail's blunder repaired, so Wormtail wouldn't be fed to the snake that was there. Because there was a snaky snake there. Instead, Voldemort would be feeding Harry to it. Yay. And then Voldemort uses the Cruciatus curse on Wormtail, and Harry's scar hurt so bad it woke him up. Did we ever discuss how when Harry's looking out the window and he sees that eagle owl, that that's that same owl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think right. we did. I don't know if we had discussed it or if we, like, because I know... When we first talked about the owl, we were like, oh, that's probably Malfoy. I wonder what he's talking to his mom about, you know? But, but it's then we're actually like. Actually, Moody, Judy, yeah. Judy Moody. Harry tells him, him being Dumbledore, that his scar hurts so bad that it's really what woke him up. And then Dumbledore asks him if his scar has hurt any other times besides that time during the summer. But nope, it hasn't. And then Harry's like, whoa, dude. How do you know about that? And he's like, yeah, Sirius isn't the only one who talks to you. Like, he doesn't only just talk to you, Harry. He also talks <laughs> to me. We are friends first. I've known him longer. Um, so he's the one. <laughs> Step off. <laughs> yeah. He's my bestie first, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was the one that told Sirius, actually, about the mountain cave would be a safe place for him to hide. And then um, Dumbledore then takes, like, another memory out of his head, and he adds it to the pensieve, and he paces her, like, a few minutes. The, Harry finally interrupts him. And his thoughts and asks Dumbledore why he thinks his scar is hurting. And he says, I have a theory no more than that. It is my belief that your scar hurts both when Lord Voldemort is near you and when he is feeling a particularly strong surge of hatred. Also, you're a horcrux. <coughs> Just saying. You're such a horcrux. I don't know if you talk about this. Do you think this is when Dumbledore realizes what Harry is? I think that he knows during Goblet, yeah. Or maybe like because moment. of this. Yeah. Actually, Actually yeah. I think Dumbledore yeah. knew before this. When? Mm. How? I think after the whole diary thing in two, mm. when he started thinking about the possibility of Horcruxes. 
Mm. It may have struck him, but I think but maybe isn't Harry the only maybe person him. that's ever maybe this been? is confirmation. Though. Maybe yeah. this is like yeah. I think you might be right that yeah. this might be the moment it like yeah. hit, like, like oh my stronger God. connection. I feel like this is the moment, and I feel like he skates around it. Like yeah. he skates around As a lot of things. Dumbledore's. Yeah, I mean, don't Raising look at me that a way. Pig for slaughter. I admit that my man's made some mistakes, but I, I mean. So, Oop. <laughs> I think you're right. Do I, I say it? Do, uh, do you really think that he didn't know up until this point? Because like Snape says, Here's, I mean, he calls him out basically being like, you're raising a pig for slaughter. Oh, he does. But, no, but, so in, what, but in what moment does he do that? I mean, that's like in Half-Blood Prince, but is he really going to say it's that a memory. just for two years? It is a memory, but I, f- but but I memory feel like it's a recent memory. Because it was later. Like, what moment well, yeah. does Snape say that? I think it's in, in Half Blood Prince. Because his, his hand is oh, sick. Oh, you're saying his hand is sick. <laughs> I think his hand is sick in it. So that's when Snape finds out he's got what the solution is. Yeah, but here's the thing with that is like <laughs> I feel like I feel like this whole conversation that Sarah's about to to dive deeper into is Dumbledore kind of like sorting out his thoughts and um, his like confirming mm, mm. maybe what he well, had been thinking about and what's the memory that he removes and puts into the pensieve right here. Wait, is that his initial thought that mm. Harry oh, like could be a horcrux? So maybe he realizes this now and he's gotten so attached to Harry. That's another reason why he takes a step back and doesn't want to communicate Losing as well another with him loved one in five. So he doesn't get his heart as broken. Cause it's he another Ariana. Yeah. 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 It's another Ooh. Ariana. And then Snape realizes, and he's like, yo, bro, your well, hand has the suds. You're raising a pig for slaughter. <laughs> Not cool. That, and I mean, <laughs> I, I, I do. You're insane. I do think that him not having communication with Harry and five is protecting everyone, you know, especially because mm. Dumbledore knows that he's the one that's going to be like, he's got all this information about Voldemort that he knows that he has to get to Harry. And if Voldemort can infiltrate Harry and then get to Dumbledore mm. and his plans and stuff, that's mm. obviously why he like takes a step back too. But I do think for emotional reasons to protect himself and yeah. another Ariana situation, 100%. Yeah. But it's my headcanon that I think that this is, yeah, ma'am, go. Good old website, Cora. Yeah, Cora. Says, Cora. So somebody, it so wrong. I know. <laughs> um, Somebody posed the question, how did Dumbledore know Harry was a Horcrux? And they say that um, at King's Cross Station, when Harry meets Dumbledore, this is in Deathly Hallows. That can't be um, it. No, listen. Oh, got you. Let Ooh. me finish. I'm sorry. I would like to finish. Um, <laughs> that's when you finally see the last remaining piece of Voldemort's soul torn from Harry. Until then, Dumbledore had only put several clues together to generate a hypothesis. He was correct in his assumptions, but make no mistake, Dumbledore did not know until the very end whether Harry would live or die. Quote from Deathly Hallows, you were the seventh Horcrux, Harry, the Horcrux he never meant to make. And Dumbledore, and you knew this? You knew all along, Harry? I guessed, but my guesses have usually been good. Mm -hmm. So... I think it says here, Dumbledore gained his initial suspicions when Harry gave him Tom Riddle's diary. Mm. Later, Dumbledore would ask Harry to gain Professor Slughorn's trust to gather the real memory of the night 
Riddle asked Slughorn about how to create a Horcrux. Um, if nothing else, Dumbledore knew Tom was looking for information on Horcruxes. Dumbledore had seen the tampered memory long before he showed it to Harry. And after using the Felix, Harry was able to obtain it. So they think that they think that his initial guesses were in chamber, but there was no point. It says here to be clear, Dumbledore was never a hundred percent sure. He just guessed. Only then did Dumbledore realize Harry's ability to speak parcel tongue and to read Voldemort's thoughts was probably a result of the night Voldemort tried to kill Harry, but instead destroyed himself and left the scar on Harry's forehead. So I think that Chamber really, I think Chamber is when he really started thinking it, because that's whenever it came out that he was parcel tongue. So Chamber started it, Goblet solidified it. Because um, I don't think it was ever solidified. I would agree. I think it was solidified for him in his head. <laughs> to and me let your me face. tell you why. <laughs> I think it was. No, <laughs> let me let me dive let me dive into Sarah's notes here. <laughs> Sarah's Just, like I'm sorry. I <laughs> Can I read my notes? <laughs> no. You already read this. But I want I want you to think about think about him realizing and solidifying <laughs> the fact that Harry's a horcrux as I read this. Okay. Dumbledore Dumbledore then takes another memory out of his head. And adds it to the pensive, and Dumbledore paces for a few minutes while Harry inter- and then when Harry interrupts his thoughts. So he's walking for a few minutes, and mm-hmm. I think that's him being like, "Oh, snap! I almost said a curse." Do you know what I'm saying? If you think about that while you read that, it makes complete sense to me. Head cannon, y'all can suck it. <laughs> It's not that I don't. It's not that I disagree with you. I just think that I think that he has had the idea in his head for a while, and this is just like another check mark saying, "Yeah, I'm probably right." My, I think my guess is right, and like as the books progress, there's no. just more and more no, check, bar- check, okay. check marks. Check, <laughs> Tiffany, that's not how life works. Uh, it is. It is how I work, and I win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> Any Hughesies? We're gonna go back to my section. So, as we know, Dumbledore believes that Harry's scar is not an ordinary scar. And truly, we know it isn't. So, there's things on the internet. This is literally what I wrote in my little section. Info from internet and things about scars. Um, And I know we talked about this before because I distinctly remember Katie talking about scars. And uh, magical injuries. So, on Pottermore, there's an article about illness and disabilities. And I want to get to the section because they're talking about scars somewhere along here. Can we say here, too, just to clarify that Harry's scar is not a lightning bolt because it's the (laughs) wand movement of the Avada Kedavra curse? Yes. I put that on the internet highway. I know. It's a lightning bolt because Joe thought it was cool. She said it in an interview. In the chat. After the final book came out, she did a chat and it was in there. We can, if you want us to cite our sources, we have them. It is. It's on Instagram. But didn't you say um, that it says that because uh, one of the um, one of the um, uh, video in the games. video game in the video game that is the movement to cast Avada Kedavra, but that's literally just a movie that, or that's just a video game. A gameism, thing. just like you know, impedimentas like swirl in the video game it's just because they have to have emotion yeah because but, if you think like, about if it you like, think avada kedavra you think oh harry he so it's a really lightning do, bolt yeah he doesn't really do much when he says avada kedavra from right. being voldemort um so in this article she's talking about like how she was doing um 
decided to do like illnesses and things like in the wizarding world. She said, I decided that broadly speaking, wizards would have the power to correct or override quote mundane nature, but not magical nature. Therefore a wizard could catch anything from a muggle might catch, but he could cure all of it. So that does that mean you could cure cancer? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Um, he could also comfortably survive a scorpion sting that might kill a muggle, whereas he might die if by, bitten by um, a venomous tentacular. Mm. Except that's not how that's said. Tentacular? Tentacular. Te- it's so tentacular. <laughs> um, <laughs> similarly, bones broken in a non-magical accident, such as falls or fist fights, can be mended by magic, but the consequences of curses or backfiring magic could be serious, permanent, or life-threatening. And you see, this is the reason that Gilderoy Lockhart, victim of his own mangled memory charm, has permanent amnesia. And why the poor long bottoms remain permanently damaged by magical torture. Why Mad-Eye Moody had to resort to a wooden leg and a magical eye when the originals were ir- ir- irreplaceable. No. Irreparably, irreparably damaged in a <laughs> wizard's battle. Luna Lovegood's mother, Pandora, died when one of her own experimental spells went wrong. I wonder if it's like opening Pandora's box kind of thing. Oh, you're welcome. And then why Bill Weasley is irreversibly scarred after his meeting with Fenrir Greyback. I really like we that talked a about lot. This. Yeah, we mm-hmm. did talk yeah. about it in the Moody Felix file. Got super in depth with it. We with talked about this with Bev Beverly. Yes, Beverly. Oh. Yeah, but I just thought it was cool to bring that all back. Yeah, you are good. Madeira. And then there's like I was trying to look up stuff on the internet um, about the interwebs, um, scars. Yeah, scars. But there's another article Katie, on Pottermore. I wasn't whispering to whisper. I'm being just weird. Be loud. Oh, Be scars. Loud. Thank you. Okay, my daughter is sleeping, <laughs> and I will hurt you or not get you ice cream on Pottermore, which would equally as hurt you. <laughs> on Pottermore, there's an article called Black Cat's Left-Handedness and Other Signs of Witchcraft, <gasps> which doesn't really talk about scars, but I'm just going to read some of these things. It says one is being left-handed, which even my family, like my great-grandmother mm-hmm. wouldn't let my aunt in the kitchen because yep. she was left-handed. Yeah. What? Kitty, kitty, mew, mew. Yeah, she's, she's like, it's a sign of the devil. Yeah, I'm not yeah. kidding you. No. So my, no, aunt, my really. aunt's not, like, can't, she doesn't bake. She was super hoping that Alana would be left-handed. <laughs> and we're like, sorry, she's right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, my brother-in-law's left-handed. Fun facts. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. My cousin Hagen's left-handed. I like beans. Um, black cats are yeah, witchcrafty. <laughs> Being a woman is a sign of witchcraft. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm um, definitely. A witch. I I just really like this. Says although men were accused of witchcraft too, if you dared to be a woman, it was far more likely you'd be burned at the stake. Did we talk if about that on our Salem episode? Dared to be a woman? Yeah, if you dared, because you can oh, control. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I dare. Oh my God. I dare. I dare. It, you know, you it, like it's being a pre-existing condition. Half the things that we just can't help. I yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool times but yeah most of the people that died um in like the st louis trials there was might have been like two guys that were accused maybe that died well maybe i don't know if there was two guys that were accused but i know um john putnam died and yeah another um, your milk always spoils because you may just be really bad at looking after your milk or you might be a whopping great witch i'm a witch having a birthmark so this is freckles blemishes birthmarks Mm-mm. Dunzo. Is that a witch's mark, ma'am? <laughs> why, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why they say that. <gasps> oh. So it says... In Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. Don't um, what is her name? Barebones. Barebones. 
oh. she looks at that girl and she says, is, or she, the, the little girl asks her, is, this, is that a witch's mark? No, you're good, dear. So it says, freckles, blemishes, birthmarks, and scars were considered to be other signs of infernal witchery. That explains Harry Potter. That explains Harry Potter's lightning bolt. Then, instead of assuming that they were simply quirks of her human skin, Herman, Herman skin, like which hunters during the 16, 1600s took these sorts of things to be witch marks, which made upon a person in cahoots with the devil, charming. And like then the one that um, Taylor Swift and uh, Megan would like having a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Bad reputation. Because really, if you think about it, and this could happen nowadays too, you just say one person's like, oh, they're this. And then all of a sudden Spreads a bunch of people are mm-hmm. like, wow. And then they're like, well, they were accused once and, you know, people might never trust me again. Hate is going to hate. Um, on the fandom.com, the wikia stuff, it talks about scars permanent mark on the skin yeah da, da, da. we know that he's had scars because you know lightning <laughs> yada, da, da, blah 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 yada 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 just kind of all the same stuff so la, 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 la. that's kind of it with scar stuff so scar stuff aside <laughs> from being women uh would we would you be accused yep like, yeah. i have a lot of birthmarks same I don't have birthmarks i got a lot of freckles though because i'm irish and i get in the sun yeah you're all witches Okay. We witches. Yeah. My milk would also spoil because I don't drink it. So. Alrighty, Roo. So, it's like, was it a dream or was it real? So, Dumbledore is um, on the side because he's talking about Harry's vision, dreamy thing, right? Sure. <laughs> <Vision> <laughs> like, talking that, like, he didn't see Voldemort, but talking about that. That's what we're talking about. So, Dumbledore is on the side that it is possible slash probable um but he's like did you see moldy voldy and he's like nope he's like i just saw the back of the chair but he had seen um but if he had hold on what did i write if he had seen him would there have been anything to actually see is what kind of harry was wondering you know Mm -hmm. does he have a body and then how could he have held a wand and then I'm like, but really though, like, how did you hold? How did you? Alana can hold a wand, and she was super tiny. Okay, can she hold it and like be like Crucio? Well, yeah. here's the difference though. Their like brain. Alana, yeah, it's the it's their brain. Like Alana hasn't mm. learned those reflexes yet, whereas I'll Voldemort, his has. brain is still intact, right? Fully, yeah, and probably mm. some of his fine motor skills, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm, but okay. I mean, for real, Muscle Alana, memory, you know Alana I mean? needs to learn how to hold a wand properly, like stat. Whoa, protection, Sorry. constant yeah. vigilance. She's the Protego, <laughs> Voldemort and Valor. <laughs> <laughs> so both Harry and Dumbledore were quiet for a while. Dumbledore puts more thoughts into the bowl, and uh, Harry breaks Horcrux the- thoughts. Yeah, props. Harry breaks the silence by asking a worry, worrying question that's a hard word to say a worrying. worrying do you think he's getting stronger and i said let's take a moment like let's stop back and think about this think mm. about harry in mm-hmm. this moment so the guy that killed his parents he tried to kill him is um you know but nobody really knows at this point why he didn't succeed like why um harry survived um he might be gaining strength right Right. So Harry knows from this dream that he's coming back really to kill Harry because he ta- tells his snake, like, don't worry, there's always um, Harry Potter, like, to eat. And that his number is 
sure, like the one thing on that agenda after the meeting with masks. You know what I mean? Like he's number one, undesirable number one. Their goal, like Voldemort's goal, if if he had succeeded but still had died in killing Harry but still had like gone and done this, like he wouldn't have been worried about it. You know what I mean? Like if Harry never like was a thing, he just would be worried about getting more power. At this point in time, his number one goal is to get this 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like he must be freaking terrified. Yeah. Like it makes me like so upset to think about it. Because Voldemort is still like, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, Harry's only 14, but the prophecy says that Harry is the yes. one that will stop him. So, so it think, doesn't... Like, Voldemort's well, working but, out of fear as well. Yeah. But he... Harry doesn't know at this point what the what the prophecy Correct. is. Right, yeah. So, but like... he does. Yes. And Dumbledore does. Mm. Yes. So, like, he... Until he finds out, but even hearing that when he's, like, what is he, 16 when he finds out? 15, 16 years old? 16. So, like... Is he, though? He's only 15. I think he's 15. Almost he's almost 16. Yeah, he's almost 16. So, you know, if you're he round out. Oh, in, right. In, at the like, end of in order. Like May yeah, or yeah. June. So, got it, got it. He finds out at such a young age anyway. So, like, right now, he's 14. But in a year, he's going to find out that he has to be, like, only one, like, one cannot survive all the others around or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. so, um, it's terrifying. It's pretty heavy. It's just yeah. terrifying. And so, Dumbledore goes to Voldemort. And he said Dumbledore, looking at Harry over the pensive. It was the, and I also like that that's capitalized, the P. Maybe that's the original one that, that was found at Hogwarts. I'm down. I bet it was. I Probably bet it was. for sure. Head I, cannon. How could it not be? You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. No, it, yeah, that is, uh, it said the Hogwarts pensive in that article. Is the original is one the that they found? Oh, yeah. the oh Katie, in like five yeah. minutes, I was just like, oh no, that is. It is. We've been debating <laughs> for 5,000 hours. There's right. got to be founders' memories then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, show. Oh, Give me Slytherins, unless or he didn't put any in there. It's rumored Sneaky that it is. Sneaky little Slytherin. Yeah. So it was um, the characteristic piercing look Dumbledore had given him on other occasions and always made Harry feel as though Dumbledore was seeing right through him in a way that even Moody's magical eye could not. He is. Agreed. Once again, Harry, I can only give you my suspicions. And I said... He knows. Dumbledore knows way more than we could ever hope to know. And I think he is 99.9% correct on his suspicions. Like, I think he thinks is what I'm saying. So Dumbledore right now, he's like thinking his suspicions, but he's giving himself that little bit of a leeway just in case he's wrong. So he can cover himself and be like, it was only a guess. See, that's my, that's literally, I said that in the Discord chat. I was like, he likes to say that he's not sure or he has guesses or whatever, but he knows. Yeah. He knows. Yeah, he we knows. know. We know. He knows. He knows. We knows. Right? Right. right. But yes. So Dumbledore, am I right? I think he's a legilimens. Did I, we discuss this? I, we did at the beginning, did and we? I think I said something, and now I'm saying a different thing. I think this yeah, is what I think I said I don't more think, information though. I said I don't think that he is, but I think he might be. It's good at reading people. <laughs> it's our prerogative. Changing yeah. our minds in one episode. I mean, I like flip flop on is, Snape so but much. But here's so what like, you. This what is else? what you do. This is what you should do with real life. If right. you think something. Cool. Learn more information. Change your thought. Yeah, you're allowed to change your mind, peeps. Jeez. All right. So more book quoting in three, two, one. The years of Voldemort's ascent to power, he said, were marked with disappearances. 
Bertha Jorgens has vanished without a trace in the place where Voldemort was certainly known to be last. Mm. Mr. Crouch, too, has disappeared within these very grounds. Mm. And there was a third disappearance, one which the ministry, I regret to say, do not consider of any importance, for it concerns a muggle. His name was Frank Bryce, and he lived in the village where Voldemort's father grew up, and he has not been seen since last August. You see, I read the muggle newspapers, unlike most of my ministry friends. Shade! And then I say this. I think that is such a great idea that Dumbledore would read the Muggle newspaper. And I think that we can all add this to the list of things that makes Fudge a bad leader. So Fudge is so convinced that Voldemort is never coming back that he isn't worried about all of these suspicious things. And I think part of it, too, is he's just like... Denial. Yes. Like, I know with my anxiety, if I ignore... Like, I shouldn't say this in that way. I think if I'm having like an issue that I'm really anxious about, I ignore it thinking it's going to go away and it's not. That's not how you solve problems. Oh, that's me. Um, Whew, I feel that so real deep. <laughs> I literally said, and I think, and honestly, I bet a lot of people do this because I am one. If he ignores all of the signs and all of the knowledge that he really has because Voldemort has, has been here in the past and he's coming back. So he's ignoring all of that, that Voldemort can come back into power and that the issue will go away. That's not how it works. So the, first time around with Voldy, it was, it wasn't just the wizarding community that it was affecting it. You know, muggles were dying. He obviously hates them. Doesn't care what happens to them. You know, like with Grindelwald and crimes of Grindelwald, he even says, he's like, well, we need, um, uh, beasts of burden. Like that's how he views muggles. He's like, they're important to us, but they can do all the dirty work. Mm. They can be the ones, you know, Mm -hmm. laboring in the fields or like, you know, making us meals or, doing whatever things that we don't want to do or things that we think are below us because to them, the muggles are below them. Um, so what else did I say? Um, and I said, it's very naive of him to think that he shouldn't keep an up, keep up with the muggles anyways, regardless if Voldemort is coming back or not. I think if you are a leader, especially of a community or a country, you should be aware of the other people that are around you that affect your community or your like country. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't just like, you can't just be worried about yourself, especially if you with them, it's like as much as their community, that's their country. You know what I mean? They're living in the world where they're sharing space with all these muggles. You need to be worried about what they're doing as well, because they, they could be doing things that are affecting you, you know, with crimes of Grindelwald, he kind of gets people back in his corner by saying, look at what they're doing because they've gone through a world war once and they're going to, he sees like he is a seer. And I mean, I think it's pretty proven right in the movies and he sees world war two happening. He goes, this is what's going to happen. This is what the muggles are going to do. They're going to start blowing things up. So they're, you know, things that the muggles are choosing to do are affecting the wizards and vice versa. So I think that's very naive of him and like just bad form on Fudge's part and other ministry employees. Two things. First of all, that is the point of being a leader. You are supposed to pay attention to everybody Mm -hmm. and cater to everybody because that is why you're in that position. I mean, that's just a fact. And then second, um, I think too, like if you if you take a step back and look at what Fudge could have done mm-hmm. with all of this knowledge that he was given, he has the source of Albus Dumbledore, mm-hmm. who clearly has all of this information that he's been following since the day that Voldemort went down. They could have been teamwork makes the dream work. 
Voldemort never would have risen back to power if Fudge had listened and proactively did something about this. And we see at the beginning of six that the wizarding minister of magic is supposed to be working with the muggle minister. Yeah. Yes. Like you're supposed to be working hand in hand. You're supposed to be having meetings together. You're supposed to be. But I bet you that neither one of them think that murder of Frank Bryce means anything. They're like, oh, it's just some old man that got killed. Well, and killed. I think the only reason why Dumbledore knew it was something was because he knew what that town meant. There were too many well, the connections. Fact, the fact that Dumbledore can show that to Fudge and say... Did he? Well, I I'm don't think assuming. he was given the opportunity, maybe. Just wondering. I don't know but, if that's for you sure. Know, he, could, he could go to Fudge and say, yes, this is just a muggle that was killed. But look at the history behind where this happened. Oh, I think he but did he, because he was I probably like he talking did. about like he literally hey, says Bertha Jorkins. Hey, this Frank Bryce guy. These are the lines yes. I'm drawing. Yeah, but this is what it says. He literally tells Harry, "I regret to say that, that he says the ministry." Um, there was a third disappearance, one of them, which the ministry, I regret to say, do not consider of any importance. So the ministry knows, and they don't agree with Dumbledore. And well, I think they're not too, doing anything about Bertha, and she correct. disappeared in Albania. Does the ministry she, months think, ago? Does right. the ministry not do anything about it, or does the ministry not do anything about it because Fudge says don't do anything? Oh, about well, the it. second one for sure, because they can't do anything without Fudge's approval. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of like. But also, I don't think people are worried about it anyways. Like, Ludo Bagman, like, they're like, oh, she does that all the time. Like, that's just her personality. I mean, it does have to, like, go up the ladder. Mm. And the fact that there's people who aren't even putting it up the ladder for Fudge to even make a decision about it. But, like, if you think about it, I mean, like, nothing gets done. I don't know for sure in other countries, but just take America and, like, how America's government is set up. Things don't happen without the approval of mm-hmm. the president, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is or what they do. Like, you can't... There's checks you know, and balances. Exactly. Like, there's the judicial system. There there's be. There's the judicial system. There's um, the military. Like, the military can't do anything without approval of the president. Mm-hmm. They can't well, just, just go in... in they can't just go and attack a country. Like, mm-hmm. the president has to say, yes, this is the decision we're making. We're going to do that. So well, it, it's the two, same thing with the Ministry of Magic. Well, I and the president assume. also has to have Correct. the word of other people around yes. him. Correct. Congress. Or her. To be yeah. like, Congress, yo. Senate, like, Correct. all of that. Well, and I think, too, part of this with Fudge, we know, is very much a people pleaser. And he wants yep. his image to Everything's remain. Everything's great. Yes. My everything time is awesome. power is cool. Yeah, until the reason, until you doing that causes one of the worst things that could possibly happen ever. Hold on, pause. Well, like, yeah. What say you, Katie? What? what? You've not said a thing. I'm just absorbing <laughs> everything. <laughs> I don't know. Do we know what you're talking? Do you know what we're talking about? Are you listening? Yeah, but I'm just like overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> it is a like, lot. I'm thinking with Fudge, um, like would he have gotten blowback or pushback because he wanted to go search for Bertha Jorgens? Would all of those people then would have been like, you know, I guarantee nobody what? gave a flying you know what, what I'm saying if he would have like, said go search for this girl. What I'm saying woman. is, would people have been like, why are you wasting your time going to look for her? Yeah, but who like he cares about that is what I'm saying. Fudge cares about that. Fudge doesn't want all of that. He doesn't want people on his bad side. But here's so he's my gonna thing. be like, I'm just gonna take the easy route. I'm not gonna go look for her. That muggle guy means nothing to me. Like, I don't need to worry about that. Why is that affecting me? 
Voldemort's not coming back. None of this means anything that's not, none of this is connected. It's also on the people who are surrounding him because Agreed. those people are giving yeah. him that kind of power to say, hey, this isn't a big deal. No, it is a big deal. And if you're working with someone like that, then you need to stand up for what is right. And it's on those people in the ministry. As much as we want to say that this is Fudge's fault, it's not just Fudge's fault. It's the people who are also working with Fudge. But listen to me. That also proves, like, what I'm saying, is, too, is that they don't want to believe that Voldemort's ever coming back. No one does. So that's what I'm saying. So all of all of these people are making these choices it's to ignore everybody. all of these things. It's on everyone. I don't disagree with you. What are we arguing about? <laughs> I'm just saying... That they're all ignoring it, thinking this problem is going to go away, and that they're like, there's no That's way this can be connected. not how you solve things, kids. Agreed. Tackle My anxiety it. says different. <laughs> and I think, too, like, it, there were so many clear stepping stones to the point in Order of the Phoenix when Fudge finally sees Voldemort. He's <laughs> that, like, it shouldn't have been a surprise. A yeah. Um, but you were so I think he made naive. himself believe it. He mm-hmm. did. You know? He definitely mm-hmm. did. Fear does crazy things. Yep. It twisted yeah. his mind. Mm-hmm. He 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 made himself believe yep. that he was right and what he was doing was the right thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, you guys, I get like I get why Dumbledore is like, no, I don't want that job. Yeah, yeah. Because no, he's susceptible. To power. To, to mm-hmm. power. And he would have made, he could have made himself get that way. As mm-hmm. much as he says, you know, I guess and whatever. And he really thinks that that part of him that I had canon believe that he really thinks that he's right about pretty much everything is why he is not in power and why he made himself not do that. Yeah. Because he knows that that little piece of him that is like, yeah, I'm right about everything that could have taken him over. Yep. I just have one thing to say. And it did at one point. We're really not going to be getting ice cream. Ten <laughs> thirty, <laughs> right? It's an hour. We're good. Oh, you better speed read, babe. Anyways, this episode's nearing three hours. So <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is I think the most loaded episode we've ever done. Oh, it's I'm really enjoying is. myself. I'm, I mean, I we're not even I, done. Listen, I have more things to discuss. But listen, I told you I should have split one hundred three. I know. And I hate myself for not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so what I do like is that Dumbledore is telling Harry his like true thoughts. You know what I mean? Like he's sitting there. He's not like BSing him. No, he's not giving him any no shorts of, that own that are owned by Bob. You know, <laughs> um, he believes that the disappearances are linked and the ministry doesn't. And we know that Dumbledore is correct. They are linked. You know, um, that's something that like as a reread, we get to see this from a whole different side. And really, I think what's great about this doing these rereads is we really get to dive deep and like talk about like how messed up this is, like how messed up the ministry is and We're how cruising. messed up this whole situation. We're cruising into detail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all while discussing this, Dumbledore is still taking memories out of his head and putting them into the thoughts bowl. <laughs> Forgot to call it that. The thoughts bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> so harry finally asks dumbledore like um kind of like about the court that he saw in the memory and so dumbledore tells him that he has been in that courtroom many times he went to many trials but remembers some more than others so then harry asks about crouch's son and how they were talking about neville's parents Mm. and then he's like well you remember that he's raised by his grandmother and it's like well why do you think that is harry and so Dumbledore goes, his father, Frank, was an or just like Professor Moody. 
He and his wife were tortured for information about Voldemort's whereabouts after he lost his powers, as you heard. Harry goes, so they're dead, said Harry quietly. No, said Dumbledore, his voice full of bitterness Harry had never heard there before. They are insane. They're both in St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. I believe Neville visits them with his grandmother during the holidays. They do not recognize him. Sim- I'm trying not to cry. But such such disdain and such so to the, to the point. They are insane. Mm-hmm. They do not recognize him. Yeah. And it says literally mm. in the book, it says Harry is horror struck. Like I can just imagine Harry getting the news that like a good friend of his, like, cause you don't see it in the movies, but he hangs out with Neville. I mean, they're in the same grade. They share the dorm room for four years now. Yeah. And that he never even thought to ask. And like, I can just imagine his like how like deal. that whole, like I can feel my body, like a whole wave of chill goes over you. You know what I mean? And you just want to like vomit. It says he never knew in all of the years he's known Neville. The long bottoms were very popular, said Dumbledore. The attacks on them came after Voldemort's fall from power, just when everyone thought they were safe. Those attacks caused a wave of fury such as I have never known. The ministry was under great pressure to catch those who had done it. Unfortunately, the long bottoms evidence was, given their condition, none too reliable. How freaking sad. Ugh. Like, there's not even, like, there's not even, like, anything to say. It's really interesting to think, like, if you think back to the first chapter of Sorcerer's Stone, how happy everybody was in that moment whenever Mm -hmm. Harry is getting taken to the Dursleys, and to think that that happened after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into that. This is why Sarah yelled at me. I said, for whatever (laughs) reason, I don't know if I, like, glossed over this or, like, uh, just forgot. I forgot to. Or yeah. it's just such a movieism because mm-hmm. you even forget like that um, there was more than just Bellatrix there, you know. Correct. So I forgot that it, the attacks happened after, after the Potters were killed, after, after Voldemort was gone. Yeah. So like my question is like when, like how long after, like enough for people to think like I don't think it was days. Like I'm thinking it was at least I bet I would months. think a month. You think months? I think months, just because they were in pursuit of finding Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they... Were they in pursuit or were yeah. they hiding? No, they were in. They were trying to find Voldemort because they wanted to help him come back to power. That's what Bellatrix yeah, said that's in what her they're looking, trial. Oh, I'm looking sorry. I'm, a, I'm asking about the long bottoms. Oh, the long no, bottoms the long hiding? bottoms were just... Com- no, they weren't Probably in hiding. They lives. were... Yeah, and, yeah, and no then... No one was anymore. And then those Death Eaters were like, oh, I bet you he has information. He's an Auror. They probably well, were just going to go after Aurors. I, I was wondering, yeah. though, if, like, he had told, if anyone else knew about the prophecy and was thinking, like, yeah, like first we, I'm going to go, like, maybe he was going to cover his bases and maybe he told Bellatrix, like, first I'm covering my bases, I'm going after the Potters, and then after I'm finished with them, I'm going after the Longbottoms just in case, yeah. killing it, like, getting rid of both things so I don't have to worry about either one of them. Yeah. And then that's why she chose the Longbottoms to go after. Who do we talk about having Voldemort having some kind of insurance as to telling somebody else about the prophecy because nobody, he wouldn't have told any Joe Schmo death eater about the prophecy. It would have had, had to have been something, somebody, excuse me, inside that circle. So what I'm thinking is, is did, was Bellatrix and, um, what's his name? Rodolphus. The insurance, the insurance also, um, 
She it always. W- it, it wouldn't have been Lucius Malfoy. Mm. No, he doesn't trust him enough. Mm. And I think that I think that Bellatrix has always boasted that she's like mm. right next to mm-hmm. him. You know, even before his fall, I think she was she was up there. I think that that makes a lot of sense. So bring me to five. And what about obtaining it? the prophecy? If they already. Oh, well, then she doesn't know. New. Voldemort didn't even know. Wait. The full prophecy. You he mean. didn't know the full he prophecy. The full one. Oh, okay. I yeah, think yeah, maybe he right. just knew like he had to kill he someone. He just knew the first. Yeah. Because yeah, Snape yeah. only heard part of it. Yeah, that's yeah. Because yeah, I don't think right. he knew the that's whole right. like they can't both live. Yes, you know, that was blah, the blah, part blah. he didn't know. But he, he knew, just knew about. He Harry knew the downfall. His, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so I wanted, there's an article on Pottermore that's the unsung heroes, Frank and Alice Longbottom. So I want to oh, read that so and true. hopefully I won't die a little bit of sadness. Okay. And it says, imagine feeling such incredible pain that it drives you mad. This is the sad fate of Frank and Alice Longbottom. Also, that is very much a real thing. Like I've seen people like be in such bad pain and like there's nothing like sometimes like the drugs, you know, won't touch it. That you literally get hurt so much you can't even think straight, you know? I think of, like, prisoners of war, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how, like, other countries will torture prisoners of war. For and sure. And, I mean, and you it makes you lose drives your them insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says, the first time we hear about Neville's parents were um, affected during Voldemort's first brain of terror. What made their attack worse, perhaps, was that it was carried out after... I just want to reiterate that because it just blows my mind and I completely after. forgot it that Voldemort had fallen from power and people thought that they were finally safe. Dumbledore went on to explain to Harry how the attack had caused a wave of utter fury because the Longbottoms were such a popular couple. I think that's too why everybody in that courtroom was very satisfied to get those people and like Mm -hmm. condemn them. Mm -hmm. Um, Good point. So the next time we hear about the Longbottoms in more detail was when Professor Moody gave Harry a battered old photograph in which the original members of the order of the order of the Phoenix and among them, Alice and Frank, um, this moment really did capture the unsung heroism of this couple. They were parents and yet like Remus and Tonks, they gave their lives for the protection of others. <clears throat> they stepped up in tough times and helped to create an order, which not only saved people, muggles and wizards alike when Voldemort first came into power, but was successful enough to be rekindled when he returned. Just imagine for a moment if you had been in their shoes. Would you have stood up from your desk, put on your robe, grabbed your broom, and headed out into the cold night air to do a secret meeting knowing it could result in your death? Um, Or would you have locked that door, laid down those hexes, and hoped that the bad things passed you by? It would have been very easy to do the latter. Alice and Frank did not. They stepped up and paid the most awful price for their bravery. Gryffindors. Um, and then it goes on. The, then there was the moment when Harry and Ron and Hermione met up with Neville and his gran at St. Mungo's. Neville looked as if the ground was betraying him because it was refusing to eat him up. Harry didn't know which way to turn. Interestingly, it was in this moment that Neville's grandmother, so far someone we had only heard about through Neville's nervous mumbling, stood out. It was she who proudly announced the sacrifice made by her son and his wife. Sorry. In many ways, it was their ailment, which had likely made her so spiky and shaped the way she had raised Neville. Says, while there's nothing to be ashamed of, said Mrs. Longbottom angrily, you shouldn't be, you should be proud, Neville, proud. What is wrong with me? They didn't give their health and their sanity, so their only son would be ashamed of them, you know. 
says when Alice edged down the corridor to give Neville Drubal's best blowing gum wrapper, you could almost taste the sadness of the situation. A part of her remembered Neville. She knew he was important to her and his tender pocketing of the old sweet wrapper showed how deeply he cared. Neville was an extraordinary boy and it was no small part to the extraordinary nature of his parents. <gasps> Anyways, I, I there's more. I just like <sighs> they are amazing people. Yeah, they yeah. are. So in that moment, we know um, this is talking about Bellatrix and stuff because it says, no, 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 said Bellatrix. She looked transported alive with excitement as she glanced at Nev- Harry and then back at Neville. No, let's see how long Bottom lasts before he cracks like his parents unless Potter wants to give us the prophecy. <sighs> anyway, so it says, in that moment, we know that Alice and Frank Longbottom lasted a very long time before they were broken by the Cruciatus curse. Hats off to them both. Not many f- would face down Bellatrix and watch her torture the person they love and stay strong. We'll never know how much about, we'll never know much about this couple beyond the grainy photograph, but we'll always respect just how brave they and their son really were. <clears throat> so let's, I just want to like. Well, and point out the fact that even when Bellatrix was threatening him with that, which she would have yeah. done it, he he's kept just saying, like his don't, parents. Give, don't give it to them. Don't give it to them, Harry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Through Braver. and through Gryffindor. A thousand percent. Um, and mm. through and through Longbottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when reading stuff about that, like with the mom not, like knowing knowing that she like knows him but doesn't know how, like that reminds me of like when my grandmother, I had a grandma that um, had Alzheimer's and so, like, she knew she knew us, but she couldn't remember how. So she would, right. like, get excited, but, like, didn't remember who we were. Like, it's that kind of thing. It's so mm-hmm. incredibly sad, especially, like, I'm sure with this couple that, you know, people know them and they were beloved and they were these great or, well, he, at least he was. I don't know because it didn't say his wife was an or. She's not. I, that's a movieism, I think. Yeah. She's, t- she's actually not. So, you know, these they were he was obviously very brave and did all these wonderful things. And then now they don't remember anything. So it's so incredibly sad to remember them the way they were. And they can't remember. Like it was, my grandmother was like a pretty smart lady. And so like, it's just hard to see someone, you know, go down that road and sad, very sad. And then anyways, let's talk about not sad things. So it's like, when did the attack happen? So obviously it was after that. How far after the Potter's dying? Um, also, like, why would they... Hold on, what am I trying to write? So then they knew to... And who knew about the yeah. prophecy so yeah. that they knew to attack the Longbottoms? But that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, like... I think Bellatrix probably knew what yes. Voldemort knew. It, and I'm thinking he his plan was to kill the Potters, then kill the Longbottoms. Yeah. And that's why they knew to go after them next. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's a heavy, heavy thing. This episode is literally like bananas. Heavy. Yeah. You're so heavy, baby. Heavy, but like also so silly at the same time. Like it's been. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a total crazy. opposite roller size coaster. Spectrum, it yeah. is a roller coaster. That's good. And like it's, the best This way. has been Hagrid's a motorbike adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just feel so bad for Neville. Like. Yeah. I and want I, I want him to be proud. I feel his grandmother in that moment. Like mm-hmm. the, this, this is my family, and they did this, and she's there, and they're visiting all the time, and she talks about him all the time, and we give her a lot of garbage and trash, but she's so proud, and she's been through so much. 
And I I feel her yeah. when she wants him to be proud. Well, and I think, I mean. And I don't necessarily know that he's exactly embarrassed. I think he wasn't expecting it and it threw him off majorly. Yeah. Well, but think too, when you're a kid, you, anything that's not normal. And I say that in like air quotes because normal is relative. Yeah. That you, you know, kids are not nice. Not saying mm-hmm. that like True. Harry and co aren't, aren't nice, nice, but you know, they. Bullying happens. <laughs> yes. It happens so like he lot. doesn't want to have to like explain everything you know like what happened to his parents and all of that stuff but like i think by the time that he's done like he's like yeah my parents were bob's apron and so am i you know i cut that head off that snake snippity snap i got the sword snippity snap don't (laughs) snake back (laughs) (laughs) and then i think too like harry probably like kind of probably feels like garbage right now that he's been friends with this guy for four years and, and he has, has no never idea asked. and you never yeah. bothered yeah. to ask yeah you're wrapped up in your own little life there buddy yeah <laughs> but is little. that something you ask about but like it's like it's a, a hard little, situation yes. yeah i mean you know i think when you I become think, friends with someone it eventually will surface yeah yeah but he did he, he was surface friends he's surface yeah. friends you know there's nothing that's far deeper there yeah not yet no so then um, Harry asks some things about the different dudes. So he first asks um, about Crouch's son. Um, like, I think what happened to him. I don't I don't know why I didn't yeah. write anything more than Dumbledore. No idea. I think that was like asking about. I think he just about, asked if he, ha- if he knew like background on the situation. And Dumbledore was just kind of like, no, I really don't. It's an odd way for me to write it. Oh, he, Dumbledore was saying he has no idea if his son was actually guilty or not. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, was yeah, it yeah. wrong place, wrong time? Sure. Getting mixed up with the wrong people. Did at he at any rate, perform here's, here's what I think probably oh, was so going on is that they were like training him a little bit. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't know prophecy. doesn't whatever. Maybe he's they were just, testing him. Yeah. I mean, it could have been him. Like how, how good's your Crucio? More like, are you actually a follower of like, are you our Lord do and this Savior, the- Lord Voldemort? Correct. I don't know. Part of me thinks that he really played a big role in it. Part of me wonders if maybe Crouch Jr. was the one that knew the prophecy, to be honest, because like Voldemort says that Crouch Jr. is his most loyal follower, period. Hmm. But if he knew the whole prophecy. But he wouldn't have known the whole prophecy. Nobody did. Not even. I mean, only Dumbledore knows the whole. Oh, thing. you're saying Voldemort told him the piece of prophecy. Right. OK. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant that. No, he, no, like, no. Knew the entire thing. No, I'm thinking like. Maybe it was Bellatrix, but maybe it was maybe it was mm. that group. Maybe that group were his closest and it's most funny to me that a, that a that a it was Rudolphus essentially Bellatrix. kid. But was it Rudolphus's brother? Two? There were four because there's four. There were two I know. Guys, three guys and a girl. I believe it was his brother. Okay, because I know he's in sort of a family. So I know he's in Azkaban as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that Mister Crouch's son might not have any um, had not words are difficult. Then Mr. Crouch's son Sorry. might not have been involved. Um, and Dumbledore's like, I don't know. I can't say to that. He's like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And then he asks about Bagman. And he says he has never been accused of any dark activity since. And then last, but certainly not least, Snapeity Snape. Um, and he's like, yeah, he also has never been accused of any dark activity since then. And then he asks Dumbledore, but what made him stop supporting Voldemort? And he says, that, Harry, is a matter between Professor Snape and myself. Mm. 
But, is but it... it also really involves you. Yeah. Like, hardcore <laughs> dude. Um, and, ooh, I like what Bev says, going back to Neville and stuff. She says it's hard to disclose stuff when your friends' lives seem normal. Yeah. Agreed. Uh I mean, honestly, that's kind of like, that's kind of similar to like me not wanting to tell you in high school that I was dating a girl. You know what I mean? Like, and then I was like the mean person that made you (laughs) tell us. No, but I just mean like to, to me that seemed like, it just didn't seem like something that I could tell people, Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like Neville probably feels the same way, but just like totally differently. Well, especially is worried. Think of your circumstances too. Yeah. And and think of their circumstances. Like, right. You know? Yeah. It just makes you feel like you can't. Yeah. Because you don't know how people are going to react and, like, mm-hmm. how how are they going to treat me differently because of this? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, God. Um, so Plus, then... like, kids oh, that age. Oh. Back kids then, too. Yeah. Kids are Nowadays are mean I as well. Don't down it. I know. But I'm just mm. saying, like, we've come further. So... Back then, it's worry worse. Yeah. So the interview Oof. was over. Harry goes to leave, and then Dumbledore tells him not to mention Neville's parents to anyone. Basically, he's like, you know, it's not our story to tell. It ain't it's your Neville's business. story to tell, and Neville will tell it when he's ready. And then uh, he wishes him luck on with his third task. And that's the end of the chapter. And then we're going to get to the third task. The third task. Our third task is to get ice cream tonight. I can't. I have to stay with my child. Well, we can go get it and bring it to you. That's true. That's true. Thanks. All right, lightning bolt. All right, lightning bolt. So from Tech Lover, what would be the best memory or best memory your own or someone else's that you would like to relive in the Pensieve? Pensieve. Yeah. Uh, my wedding, because I, I hardly just, remember any of that. <laughs> I was just so saying, fast. My wedding day. Yeah. Wedding day and Alana's day of birth. You want to relive that? Relive through a memory yeah i won't hurt <laughs> your eye looks like we're just rubbing it yeah it looks red i would want to relive wedding day and when i met taylor swift <laughs> yes well, day i got fast bear. yeah i'm single oh, so the day um, that we adopted egg. i don't have a wedding day but i would actually like to relive something with my grandma hagen because i miss that lady mm-hmm. that's a good thought to me yeah um, okay. Did I delete something? Maybe. No, there's just a space. What uh, from Ayanoko? What <laughs> color bowler cap would you wear every day? Purple. <laughs> black. I usually am wearing something black every day. I mean, it would probably be a black hat, but if it needed oh, to be like a crazy color, probably blue, maybe. Purple or pink. Orange. If I go crazy. You glad I didn't say banana. <laughs> I love bananas. I don't care for them. Um, from Vinny, the Pensieve reminds me of the Mirror of Erised. I think the Pensieve is just as dangerous. You can mm. get obsessed reliving your best, worst mm. memories. Thoughts? Yeah. <gasps> I like it. I, I like it a so lot. Too. So they were talking in the chat a lot about um, Snape getting lost in the Pensieve a lot mm. with what? like memories <laughs> with Lily. I'm here. And I liked, I liked that thought. I think that yeah. that is probably accurate. And I I agree that it's it's a dangerous tool. Yeah. While it while it can like... be incredibly helpful, mm-hmm. it can also be incredibly dangerous. But that goes for the mirror of Erised too. I was like, uh, did he have his own? And I was like, oh, he was headmaster at one point. 
think of like yeah he had one <laughs> think yeah. of like i mean say something, something sadly horrible <laughs> horrible happened like you would be going back in the memory like what did i miss like is there something i'm not getting it would literally drive you insane yeah but also think about the like because you Sorry. know whenever you whenever you take a memory out and you put it in there it becomes a little bit more distant so, like, imagine being able to take bad memories that you don't want to think about all the time and being able to have oh, them go, like, almost in an archive. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's still there, but it's not as painful. So you can take it out and put it in there. But I wonder. That's not a good thing either. Because I think we learn That's from fair. painful situations and difficult things. And But imagine how much Dumbledore probably appreciates being able to take the memory of Ariana dying and just putting it in there and just letting it. Does he just let it, though? I think I, I think sometimes he probably does. I think he probably gives himself a break. I don't know. I don't think that it's permanent. I think it, it. I, I, think, I that think that that's his punishment, that he doesn't let himself forget. I would agree. I think he's a self-punishing, self, self... A masochist? Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Self... Mm, I, think it all, I think it helps him to not make the same... <laughs> make the same mistakes. Why did you do that? Because <laughs> it's such a serious Cause, topic. Cause I, had a I wonder if <laughs> it'll like, fit in my I mouth. I look up and she's like... <laughs> I was like, I wonder if that'll fit in my mouth. It wouldn't. Oh, Lord. And, but what did I... What was my Self-sabotage. Name? Thank you. No, I just think that it, it helps keep him in check for, you know, long story short. Speaking of that, the next lightning bolt round has to do with that. Oh, really? Tim, or Tim. Why am I blanking? Tam. Tam. I was going to say Tim Tam and got really confused. Who's Tim? Tim. Tim Tam. Merry, Tim Tam- 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 Merry Christmas, Timmy. Oh, my God. What's the matter, Billy? What's the matter, Billy? <laughs> Stop! Uh, so Tim Tam says, "Do you think Dumbledore watches Ariana's death over and over in the Punceve so he can dissect who delivered the final blow?" I think it's in seven where they mention they don't know which of the three it is. I'm not sure that he wants to know because I think he thinks he, it was his. It's sad. It's sad. I think he knows whose it was. Who do you was think it was? Meg. <clears throat> She's not she's not Dumbledore, so she doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want ice cream. I think, I think it's his. I think it was Dumbledore. I think it was his too. Okay, well there were two three Dumbledores in that situation and one Grindelwald. Albus. 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 I think that he's probably watched it numerous times. I don't know if he still does to this day, but I think he probably did. Um and he knows that it was him. My opinion. Yeah. Cool. Opinions are my own. I mm-hmm. think something like that would be the biggest driving force in like. <coughs> I'm talking on something. <laughs> the biggest driving force in him pushing himself away from power as much as he does. Mm. He's so much in check of himself. I think mm. something like that would cause that mm. kind of control over yeah. your own faults. Yep. So I, I could be on board with it. Him being the one that hit. I'm like choking on Is nothing. he the one who killed Ariana? <clears throat> Is he the one that lives in the Pensieve? What? I don't know. You're okay. We have another one from Vinny. If you are reliving someone's memories, can you see the back of their heads on the memory? That's <laughs> what I'm thinking though. Like, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. No. But like what if they like they did the whole I looked around the room so you know what it looks like kind of stuff. Ooh. Or like, you know, so I've been 
here's the thing. This is going to sound like real trippy. Sometimes I have high thoughts, not that I am ever high. But like, do you ever think of like you're in your own bedroom that you sleep in every night? Okay. And there's corners of the room that you never look at and you like forget to look look at them. You almost forget. Like, you know, you know what it looks like, but you forget. Does it <laughs> No. Long story short, no. That's a, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so like, what if you like with like a memory, like say I'm reliving like something in this basement and obviously i've looked in every corner of the basement, but i never look over there you know what i mean but in the memory are you gonna see the whole yeah. room I, even though like i didn't look at the whole room my head canon is yes i think they can because i feel like that's what makes the pensive such a valuable tool <gasps> because like you <laughs> what sarah oh because looked around because <laughs> you looked around and then you went like this <laughs> i just think that I, I think that the, like what is so cool about the pensive is that you can put a memory in there and like even if it was like just in your peripheral vision or what, like you see it all. Your brain takes in more than you think it does. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. That's true. But I think it's we literally don't use a like, lot of our brain. I think it's literally like just being in the memory and it's 3D and you can literally just walk anywhere in it and look at anything. Do you have to wear 3D glasses? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Do I get popcorn? Yes. Are there milk duds? Yes. Mm. My other thoughts I always have. Bites too. Do you ever think about the fact that you've never seen your own face in real life? You've only seen a reflection. Yeah, it's weird. You can see my nose. I've seen my nose. Voldemort has not. (laughs) So, Josie Posey 29 says, if given the chance to buy a Ponceve type item, would you purchase it? Would you trust it? Nah. No. I think I'd have to pull an Arthur Weasley and be like, I can't see where it keeps its brain. I can't trust it. Yeah. I don't think that I would. No, because I'd be afraid of people seeing my thoughts. Would you? Especially about you three. Oh, my God. Simony. <laughs> <laughs> and the last. I don't brioche bun. <laughs> but not least from Bev. Beverly. Talking about Neville. If his parents didn't end up in the hospital, do you think Neville would have ended up in a different house? No. I, I answered no. her. Yeah, I said no. Gryffindor. He's a griff. Yeah. It, it would have taken other circumstances to bring it full out in your face, Gryffindor. Like, but he was always well, Gryffindor. Think that he 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 always has had that in. Him. Honestly, like yeah. we've had this conversation. I believe, like out of all of them, like Ron, Harry, Hermione, Ginny, he's the bravest. A thousand percent, the truest Gryffindor. Like he yeah. is his parents' son. So mm-hmm. yeah, Gryffindor. Well, I think he and Harry kind of tie it because they both lay their lives on the line. Yeah, but Harry has more Slytherin tendencies than um, Neville does. That's because he's a Horcrux. I mean, I don't think that's the only reason. Mm, I think it plays a very large role, though. I mean, like, that's fine. I still think that Neville's more of a Gryffindor than Harry is. I also think Lily is pretty Slytherin as well. Wally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wally. Wally. (laughs) Hashtag pups. It's been so long. (laughs) Wally. Well, like. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. Can we fan story this? Fan story. Yes. Oh, gosh. Let's get closer to ice cream. That's not going to happen. Right. It's going to happen. happen. Ready? Ooh, this is not a very long get, Potter story. Here we They're going to get. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Deidre, Chassis, or Chase? Chassis? <laughs> Deidre. 
Deidre. Deidre, who phonetically spelled her name. Thank you very much. Thanks, Deidre. Hey, ladies. I found your podcast October of last year, and I haven't stopped laughing and listening since. Y'all are just the funniest. Anyways, so my Potter story started back in fifth grade, so about 19 or 20 years ago. Girl, I feel you. Crazy. I was watching the Rosie O'Donnell show with my mom where she would suggest books for kids once a week. That particular day, she she suggested Harry Potter, so I begged my mom to get me the book, but she said it was for babies, and I was too old for it. (laughs) So close to a year later, we were in a bookstore, and I found Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, grabbed it, and took it to her to prove I wasn't too old for it. She finally bought me the book. I then got my dad and sister into them as well. My my obsession pretty much just grew over the years, and finding your podcast has just brought all the Potter love back. Mm. My house, Raven Clawsome, (laughs) wand, laurel wood with dragon heart string core, nine and three quarters, slightly yielding flexibility. Patronus is a crow. Dude, that's cool. Crows are epic. Like I don't like terrifying. They are so smart. They scary. They're very scary. They're very <laughs> scary. They're intimidating. Okay, well, let's not read about quotes. <laughs> I don't want quotes. They're scary. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs and great discussions. It's amazing to have somewhere to go to be able to share my love of Potter with people who love it just as much and don't get annoyed with seeing posts about Potter. <laughs> love you, ladies, so much. Keep up the awesomeness. Did you ever think? Oh, thank you, Deidre. Thank you, Deidre. Thank you. Thank you. For your story. Do you ever think we read one of these and they're like from like way long ago and they like got totally sick of listening to us <laughs> and they don't ever listen to us ever again? Sometimes, but I know that Deidre is I know super active Deidre's in the around. group. <laughs> Thank you so much, Deidre, for sharing that. I'm glad that you I've convinced your mom totally that, that, that book before. isn't for babies. It's actually for babies all the way through old people. Hey. So We're all someone's baby. Okay. You're my True. baby. Oh no! So thanks for sharing. I'm glad that I'm glad oh, that you oh, continue to let your <laughs> love for Potter grow. And I'm really trying to talk to you, Deidre, but these fools are messing around. <laughs> this is what happens on Friday. Night. We've been down here for more than three hours. I need yeah. to get out of this chair. Okay, social media, go. Follow us on Facebook, Swish and Flick Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Swish Flick Cast. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the little bell to get a notification when we post a new video. Also, become a patron if you can, because it's really fun and awesome. And you get the Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes. Um, and follow, or not follow, but go visit our website, SwishFlickCast.com, to check out all of that information in one spot. And you can go buy our Fancy, schmancy, swish, and flick merch. Super schmancy. You know what I'm going to plug? Plugging anything? Honey Hut. That's what we're plugging today. Honey Hut. Ice honey cream. Hut. Made with Honey, honey. Hut. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. A.K.A. Honey Hut. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Unless you're lactose intolerant or a vegan. <coughs> we can eat ice cream. What? Oh, that's right. What? <laughs> Okay. I revoke my vegan card for tonight. A lily. Lala. 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 We all make the same face. Lala. Somebody hears this the best. Let's. All right. Don't Guys, wait. go watch Puffs. Don't wing my daughter. Oh, do we want to tell people? Did we tell people we're going to New York in August? That's in that's okay, in next week's weekly calm, profit. Calm yourself. I still have you need to calm down. Me. Like, can you just calm. not? You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me end it. Let me end it. Okay. So that concludes this week's Shh. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Walla. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Thank Aww. you so much for listening, and we're going to go get ice cream. No. <laughs> Tiffany needs to be the one that ends yeah, it. That's yeah, that's in the outtake. She will literally explode. <laughs> explode. <laughs> She'll explode. Well, what? Well, what? Do it on one, two, three. One, two, three. Well, well what? what? <laughs> <laughs> What's that other thing we do at one time? A lot of things. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> For, For Voldemort, Voldemort and Valor. I love that that sound picks up. Too. <laughs> 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 okay. But we don't know what's happening. Tiffany, you have the floor. Okay. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the buggles get you down. No, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna breathe. We all scream for ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream, baby, ice cream, baby, ice, ice, baby. Do you want to go? Go. Guys, we have 25 minutes. Okay. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.